TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And the big dog will be uh, calling in today, but we do have Brian Bauer, Double B, in the house. College football kicking off yesterday. How about that, Mel Allen would say? Beautiful, beautiful opening to the college football season. We'll talk some football more. It's our first football Friday of the uh, season. Football Friday! Football Friday! Take it easy. Hey! Settle down. Do? Calm down. Set. Relax, relax. It's a long season. Stay healthy, my friend. Stay healthy. We'll talk a little baseball, two White Sox and Cubs back in action. The pennant races heating up. we got a little golf to talk about. We might even throw some bowling in. What the hell, Brian Bauer? It is the uh, TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic producer extraordinaire. David Olson, who was put on the spot yesterday with some movie trivia questions as we were trying to kill time. What? It's about the best way we could put it. And uh, I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, he went 9.5. He aced that test, no question about it. Brian Bauer in the house, and Double B, we were talking walking into the show here right on cue, at least here in the city of Chicago. Yes. The weather had turned. The hot weather goes away. There is a chill in the air. It's football weather. It's football weather, my friend. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh. I walked out this morning at about 6.30 mm. with the dog, you know, let her run around the backyard for a second. Mm. Just kind of. Did you go three-point stance? and uh, With the dog? Yeah. Uh, you know, given her size, I like to go two-point, give myself a little bit of an advantage with my height because she goes a little lower than yeah. I do. Last time I saw a dog at a two-point stance, you don't exactly want to be too close to it. Exactly. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Try the Woo! meal. We'll be hey, here all day. Hey. hey. Oh, hey. Ooh, 42 oh, hey. red, 17. But like you said, you just take in that air. You take a nice deep breath of the little chill that's out there. It's yes. like, oh. oh, I'm ready for football. Awfully good. Totally ready Awfully for Awfully good. David Olson, factual. Factual, 5.20. You know how excited I was about college football. Last night I was out till like 10 o'clock. Can't stay away. I didn't even try to watch the game, football games that I taped last night. Woke up 5.20 this morning. I got the football fever, Brian. But I'm watching 5.20 this morning in its entirety. Northern Illinois, the Husky, taking on the Cyclones of Iowa State. And as uh, Don, uh, Don Adams and Get Smart would say, yep. I'm loving every minute. How's Coach Kill? Coach Kill is solid. Is he? He is, uh, you know, not the most mercurial coach on the side. I'm talking about Dr. Jerry Kill, the head coach. I think you're the one who anointed him <laughs> as doctor, though, right? Somehow in the <laughs> interview we did, I called him it's doctor. Honorary it's, radio doctor. We're the only show to do it, but what the hell? we got to stand out <laughs> some way. But uh, it was interesting because they had a bad first half, missed a field goal right before the half. And I've never seen a team do this before. Instead of going to the locker room, Dr. Jerry Kill was so PO'd at his team. He huddled him up right near the 50-yard line. Really? And the cameras were on him, and he's pointing fingers, yelling and screaming at his team. Wow. Basically giving the locker room talk at the 50-yard line before they went into the is, locker room. Is this an old Southern Illinois University trick of his? You Not just kind of sure. give it to him right in front of everybody? Is no, that the deal? I, I don't think that was planned. I think that was, I'm so PO'd about our first half. Why wait till we get to the right. locker room? Come I can't wait. You. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I coach eight-year-old like tackle football. Little, Not eighth grade. But... No, no, eight-year-old. It's the first year that they're allowed to do tackle. Eight? Eight. Tackle football? And I huddle them up in the end zone. 
looking for a shady spot to sit under. Uh-huh. I, mean, I wonder if that was his whole theory. Eight-year-olds. Eight-year-olds. It, it's a rough group. You got a bunch of little kids who are looking at trees and birds. And, you know, my free safety is fantastic. You know, this little guy, Kosei Kusadomi, yeah. little Japanese kid. <laughs> he comes up to, I think, my ankle, maybe a little bit uh-huh. above it. And, and he's, a, he's a missile. He'll throw himself at anything, which I'm very proud of. <laughs> However, talking to him, halfway through one of the speeches, I looked like, Kosei, you paying attention? He says, you see that truck? It's blue. Oh my God, that's great. Shoot me now. <laughs> eight-year-old football. I like to see the playbook for eight. Can you imagine Mike March of the Bears? Oh, geez. Coaching eight-year-old football. You know how many defensive plays I have? Uh, how about Guess. there's the ball and tag? It doesn't matter how many you have. They're only going to do one thing. No, I got two. Go for the ball. I got two plays. Okay. It's monster right, monster left. Free safety either moves to the left or the right, depending on how big the formation is. Mm-hmm. And then it's pretty much a free-for-all. Every yeah. man for himself, go yeah. get him. I don't, I've coached football before. Never eight-year-old, but I've coached eight-year-old soccer. And I'm going to imagine it's the same way. You can position them any way you want. <laughs> they look good right before you, you start. Got them, yeah, got them all <laughs> spread out in position. We're talking at you. And then as soon right. as the ball is kicked in soccer, I'm sure in football, as soon as the ball is snapped, there's only one thing on their mind. Right. There's the ball. Go for the ball. Exactly. Exactly. And what's great is we played this team last week that tried to pass it six times mm-hmm. and on the eight-year-old level. Not a single completion, which is good because half my team was in their backfield. <laughs> <laughs> it's like had they co- completed it, it would have you been a touchdown every play. You don't go cover two with your eight-year-olds, do you? Cover two. They, they barely understand <laughs> cover one guy. <laughs> no, no, it's cover uh, two. I, I can see Lovey Smith coaching eight-year-old football. Third and 14. Cover two. Uh, cover two. I had a defense. Eight-year-old Jimmy Jones back to pass against Lovey's 16-yard pass over the middle. First down. My little favorite move, Ethan Fitzpatrick looks at, walks over to me and goes, Coach, can I blitz? I said, Ethan, you're a defensive tackle. Feel free. Every single play. <laughs> the defensive tackle asking if he can blitz. <laughs> but that's uh, what you get at the eight-year-old level. Now, but it's fun. That's here's, fun. Here's the kind of mind I am, David Olson, if I were coaching against a Brian Bauer-led defense at eight years old. Considering the fact that eight-year-olds uh, will pursue to the football with a reckless abandon. Mm-hmm. Clearly. If I'm coaching against you for, for uh, you know scout week, yes, for preparation week, I'm putting the reverse play in. <laughs> because I can guarantee you the defensive end at eight years old is not exactly staying home and contained. He doesn't contain. My corners who don't actually corner up on anybody, uh-huh. they're my contain. <laughs> and they're literally their only job is All to right, stand well, on that I, corner position until they see what's going on. All right, on. then I will adjust to that. I'll run the reverse and I'll take my big fat kid. There's always the you know the big oh, you fat kid. No, no, you kid. can't do the fat kid. What? They have rules in these leagues now where a kid is over a certain weight yeah. for, at every age group. Yeah. They call him a striper. Can't touch the oh, ball. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to say I'm going to take I'm going to run the reverse. Yeah. But I'm going to take my big fat kid and tell him not to block strong side. Roll the big fat so out, and your one cornerback will be mishmash, and my eight-year-old will right. run into the end zone. Obviously, you've not coached eight-year-old football. Put it on the board, yes. The more detailed the play is, yes. the less of a chance of it actually coming off That's is. A, is a problem. First of all, just getting the snap to the quarterback is usually yeah. problem one. Then getting the handoff is problem two. Now you're looking at a reverse, so that running back has to hand off to somebody else. And now you're asking a guy who's never blocked more than two feet in front of him <laughs> to go run and block somebody. Oh, uh, you, you got your big fat guy's wheezing by the time he gets out to the corner. All I'm saying is right by then, I'm already you know covering up the fumble that's happened through one of the multiple snaps that's going on here. All right, so, folks. Yeah. We, op- we open up Football Friday talking eight-year-old football. <laughs> if we had more time, I would question why eight-year-olds are even playing tackle football. But from here, Brian, yes. we work our way up, my friend. You want Let's. to talk some high school football, we will do that. Sure. College football, definitely on the docket. Absolutely. Uh, pro football exhibition, the final games, the cuts are coming. Opening weekend, next weekend, very, very exciting. I think David Olson does have the highlights of yesterday's Chicago Bear exhibition game. Carded up real quick, we'll play the highlights of uh, yesterday's 
13 to 10, yawner of a loss for the Bears. Here's their highlight package. And once again, that was not a technical difficulty. That was <laughs> the highlight package. But, yeah, what, but a, what a bunch of garbage that game was, huh? Did you? I mean, I watched. I, not, I watched half of it no. last night and the other half this morning. Okay, you watched I, the back half this morning, right? I, I did. And what's bad enough is the first half was our backups. <laughs> so you know what? I got the back half. The backups, 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 and guys will be pumping gas next yeah. weekend. I got news for you. I told you on the elevator riding up here every. Half the Bears have played in the exhibition season has been the back half. Oh my God! It, I, just it, you know, here's a problem when you're watching on TV with Sam Rose. This is Sam Rosen calling the play. <laughs> that made that was a great tackle. He, he called a great tackle when the guy missed the tackle and getting another five yards. Sam mm-hmm. Rosen, I think, is having a bagel in Bialy out it? there in Cleveland. What is he uh, 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 trying to bring in the ghost of Jack Brickhouse? Okay, it was horrible. Like, There's a reverse around the left oh, side. Touchdown, gr- Chicago Bears. Great tackle, Shaw. Check that. What? Check that. It was not a touchdown. They're lining up for a field goal. Wait, he broke the tackle. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? Was uh, er- Eric Kramer doing the uh, yes. color? I like, you- he's not bad. He, he, yeah, but he's a mellow guy to begin with. So when you got a Sam Rosen, I almost think you got to go oppo personalities when you're in a booth just to give me a little excitement and a little energy, especially at a game where I I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm watching Johnny Train or whatever the guy's name is, the four-string safety making good plays, the last thing I want to hear is, that's a great play by Chetain, followed by Kramer going, I wish I had blocking like that when I was a quarterback in the league. <laughs> I, I, I could go 13 and 13 like I, Colt I didn't, McCoy. Didn't watch yesterday's game. I don't. I don't, I don't find Eric Kramer as boring as that. But I, I just think the two personalities don't mix. If okay. you had a more exciting guy calling play by play, I'm fine with Kramer. He knows everything from a quarterback standpoint. I like that. But the game itself is already boring. Like when you're pulling up Todd Collins and talking about how. He's going to make a great backup this season. Mm-hmm. And you don't put in the starters at all, which, by the way, the starters still need work. I get a little upset with the whole game. Mm-hmm. Managing the game, Todd Collins, very solid, mistake-free. Yeah. you know, Forget about that. I don't want a quarterback no. that manages the game. I, and I thought Mike Martz, and I still hope that Mike Martz will be this. The Bears' offense has been in, in such backward motion, such boredom, for the last 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. When did Sid Luckman play? I don't know, but he was good. All right. Yeah, go back to the Sid Luckman. <laughs> but, Brian, what, what I want is an offensive coordinator. I don't care if we turn over the damn ball. And I'm being a little bit facetious here, but I'm, I'm no, going I'm with, with the philosophy. Him. We are going to attack. We're going to run trick plays. We're going to throw the ball downfield. We're going to run it down your throat. We're not going to be afraid to make a mistake. You know, uh, we can't turn it over, guys. Can't turn it. If I were a head coach right now, guys, we don't want to turn it over, but don't worry too much about it. Let's attack. Let's go after the defense. That's the kind of offense our beloved Chicago Bears need. I'm hoping that Mike Marks brings that to it. They're telling us that they're hiding stuff. What are they hiding? I, what, I mean, you know what I watched that came Hopefully, yesterday? Uh, plays that go forward. That's what they're hiding. And you need a win going into this last season, or last game of the preseason. That's what I thought. I thought you need to open it up and just say throw it. We'll and yesterday fine. when Todd Collins threw it, yeah. you know, you saw big plays happening. You know, you saw Olsen with the touchdown. You saw Iglesias catching plays. I don't know how he got open because I haven't seen him open in two, two three years. Ooh, traveled in and out my door. <laughs> anyway, but you know, I saw guys playing well. Rasheed Davis making yes. plays. Yeah, and instead, what do they see? Hand off Garrett Wolf. Hand off to Pickett. You know, it doesn't matter to me at this point. I don't want to see it. I mean, I realize these yep. guys are fighting for their last position on the, on the roster, that that last running back job, whatever. I don't care. Show me that you're willing to open up. It's Cleveland. For the love of God, they were awful last year. <laughs> And you played them to a dead standstill, and you lost. 
I mean, that's pathetic. That shows me absolutely nothing. Give me one extra play. Give me one something, end around, something. You're just insulted, by the way, our listeners out in the Cleveland area. And if our Cleveland fans, of course, via the webcast, Brian. Now, you oh, yeah, big Cleveland. I have to remind you here, yeah. we're not on the radio anymore. It's webcast, your voice. Yes. Your opinions, your thoughts, and fortunately not your gas this morning. Right. Are being emanated out to uh, all cities in the United States. And quite frankly, seven different continents and also parts of uh, North and South Carolina as well. Well, I know that we're in Europe right now. There are some people watching, listening. My favorite comment that I've gotten from when I've been on this show, and from the Austrians, if you will, <laughs> is the, I have no idea what you're talking about, but yeah. I find it entertaining. See, that? See that, that's not bad. So not I think we should, we should kind of tater our show to foreign-speaking countries. David Olson, <laughs> that might be one of the greatest compliments you can get in radio, right? When you get, like we used to advertise ourselves, only half-kiddingly, as the sports show that the non-sports fan could enjoy. Right. And that, if you can accomplish that, that's the ultimate compliment. Now, the problem was, Brian, on the flip side, yes. apparently the fans that actually enjoyed sports Not so interested. didn't care for us. <laughs> so, you know, it was sort of like the Bears' second half yesterday was on the backside. Oh, we were definitely but, the back end, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And then here's how sick I am football-wise last uh, night. Uh-oh. So, 42, red, 17. 10 o'clock, I go to bed. Wife is reading her book about to pass so out. You're going to bed early, too, these days, huh? Well, you know, when you got to get up right. early, i got things to do. So 10, But 10 o'clock, I usually stay in bed for about two hours watching TV before I pass out. Wow, two so, hours. So I watched a little Hawaii-USC to get into that game. My only thought coming away from yesterday is I hate the first two games of college football. Now, there's a few exceptions of the exciting matchups, <laughs> but I cannot stand the fact that Indiana, there's a Towson that they beat up on? Yep, Towson State. 55 to nothing, was that the score? Oh, I think Towson State put seven on the board. Oh, yeah, a whole seven, that was great. Then you look at Ohio State, who just put the smackdown on Marshall yesterday. Like, yep. those kind of games, quite frankly, shouldn't be happening. Like, I know that this is just a cash cow for the team that serves itself up as, you know, as the slaughtering lamb. You know, I know they get paid out for these games. I understand that portion of it. But it's got to be just disheartening to the kids who come home. You're supposed to be a Division One team now. You're a Marshall team, and you just watch yourself get spanked down. Well, first of all, Marshall uh, has a little, um, you know, tradition in football. They've had, you know, certainly some great pro football there players have gone to modern Marshall. Yes. Chad Pennington, Randy Moss, et cetera. So right. Ohio State is just like a machine this year. I mean, they have a chance to be not just very good, but, Awesome and a clear national championship contender. But a game you're talking about is probably like Presbyterian going up against Wake Forest. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Presbyterian. Yeah. Apparently they're going straight to the slaughter and I, they, they can I, talk about their martyrdom. Shockingly, <laughs> take it easy. Shockingly, the quarterback for Presbyterian? Yes. A Jewish kid out of Highland Park, Illinois, Zach Friedman, quarterback. Are you Presby- kidding me? Uh, yes, I am. All right, I thought so. But I thought it would be cool if we could have a Jewish kid. You know, Sal Schwartz, the head coach for Presbyterian. I heard the backup tailback, El Hazir Kakim. I didn't know what that was, but that's you know, good for him. Yeah. God bless you. Oh, goodness. we got to throw the phone line out there, folks. 888-463-674. You want to talk some baseball today? Limit it. I'm not going to say we're going to negate it, but limit it. Yes. This is a football Friday. i got to be right up front Friday. with you. Football Take it play. easy. Settle Ooh, down. 42. Red, Red split left, split left. Los Angeles Rams take on the San Francisco 49ers. Live from Candlestick Park. It's a... Okay. But 888-463-6748 is the phone number. We are going to talk primarily football today. When we come back from our first break, we're going to introduce our game. Our regulars know about it, but we got a lot of new listeners since you last joined us, Brian, and we'll explain our Beat the Schmoes football game. 
Uh, we'll do that after break number one in a couple of minutes. But yesterday, real quick, the college football season did open up. Probably the best game of the bunch was um, Utah. Utah Pitt. In overtime, yeah. knocking off Pitt. Pitt was, what, 14th ranked? Yeah, you got Pittsburgh, Wani's guys out there. You know, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Yeah, they're flying around. So anyway, fourth quarter, they're down with only a few seconds left to go. They lined up for the field goal to tie it up, which, by the way, I thought was a little sad that Pittsburgh was down going into the final. But they actually hit the field goal, okay. but Utah coach calls a timeout. See, now that. Wait, here's a kicker. Here's where it gets even better. Next, so they line up again. They go kick the field goal. They missed it, but the Utah co- coach called a second timeout. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, just baffles me. Why, why do you go two timeouts in a row? Like, it just, yeah. it almost should be a rule you're not allowed to. Same thing happened, Northern Iowa, the uh, game I was watching, Iowa right. State against Northern Illinois. Uh, if any of our rules committee people are listening, and I don't know why this was not addressed in the offseason, Brian. It started at the NFL level, right? Where they started doing that? Yeah. Eliminate. A coach cannot call timeout. I'll put the rule in. I'll use the word eminent. Coach cannot call timeout when the field goal kick is eminent. Or in motion. I, yeah, maybe when it, right before it gets in. Like, here's the thing. Like, if, let's say you don't have the right personnel out there, you're throwing, run, guys are still running on the field, guys are running off. I understand a timeout then. Okay. When everyone's lined up and in the set position, Which, yeah. that's when I think it should be stopped. Because honestly, okay, great. So you make the kicker think about it. Now the kicker is, the kicker is the kicker, missed the second field goal, but they screwed up by calling Same. timeout. So it serves them right as far as I was concerned because they had a third chance. He made it. They sent him into overtime, mm-hmm. to which Wani's quarterback threw an interception, and then they lost the game. Ouch. Yeah. Overtime rule in college football is still the same. Four plays? No. No. You get the ball at the 25? I want to say it's the 35, and then you move your way in. But okay. you're right. It, you've got Each team has a series. Has a chance. Right. They okay. have a series. And then if they're tied after that series, they go okay. back in the next play, next okay. set. So. so the Utes won? The Utah Utes won. Did you say Utes? Utes. 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 Did you say Utes? Utes. No, I meant Utes. <laughs> Remember that from my cousin Vinny? Yep. You say Utes. <laughs> oh, goodness. That was probably the best of the bunch. How about USC in a scoring bat? 49-36? Okay, this is how sick I am. Against Hawaii. The good news is USC, Sar in the making, by the way, USC quarterbacks. Oh, the great tradition of USC quarterbacks. Put Matt Barkley's name down. He's only a sophomore. Right. A true sophomore. He throws for five touchdowns. But on the flip side, or with today's theme, Brian, on the back side? Back side. What the hell happened to USC's defense? Hawaii puts up 36. Hawaii, and you know what? Hawaii was down 21 nothing. They worked their way back up into that game. I mean, they actually played extremely well offensively. Defensively, they were just undersized. A couple of those touchdowns that you heard that they got there, there were shorter passes that the that the wide receiver literally just pushed the cornerback off of him while he was trying to make the tackle. The Hawaii cornerback pushing the USC yeah. cornerback back. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the the wide receiver from USC. Oh, okay. Would literally just slap the cornerback off. Because you see a huge size differential okay. between some of the USC players and some of the Hawaii players. Mm-hmm. But Hawaii, I mean, they made a game of it. It was fun. It was a great atmosphere if you watch that crowd. I mean, Hawaii crowds are always kind of interesting to begin with. Mm-hmm. They got the big toga dance or whatever it is before that, the tanga. <laughs> you know, so, but then USC comes out and puts the smack down. I was hoping for a loss for USC because I think Kiffin's just kind of a D-back. Yeah, I think uh, pretty much every – there's two coaches on the hot seat and probably probably the top two most unlikable coaches in America right now. A is Lane Kiffin. Yes. And B, I hate to say it. From, but from your beloved institution, the Big Blue, Rich Rodriguez, A, on the hot seat, and B, uh, does not seem to be that likable. Well, Rich Rod's a bit of a gas bag. Everybody's already calling will. him Coach Rod. Yeah, Rich Rod is what I've, I've heard. Yeah, a lot of Rich Rod. Um, 
you, you, again, as a Michigan fan, I've watched this program go from a pro-style offense with big, beefy guys up front and just a solid running game and yeah. good, great wide receivers. I mean, you think of the Braylon Edwards, the Manninghams, the Brestons that have gone on to the NFL – uh, to this spread offense, which I always thought was just kind of what a weaker team had to do to keep up. Mm-hmm. And and I think they've lost a bit of their own personality. And I think by doing so, that's they're, they've just kind of killed themselves. I watched their preseason. The Big Ten had this great thing where they went to each camp. And they, and they did a whole day's camp. They had different videos of their practices. I think they're going to do better this year. Uh, based on the quarterbacks having another year. Remember, last year they were all true freshmen. Now, I heard uh, the superstar, true freshman, the boy wonder, you know, the next star for Michigan, Tate Forcier. Forcier, yeah. Uh, I heard he's not even starting this year. No, he's he's been pushed. Uh, last year, and I... And I the guys. He got, apparently, he got overconfident, and he admitted it, I think, in his quotes, but he got a little overconfident, didn't yeah. work so hard in the offseason, got a little too caught up. Right. And this kid was a true... Freshman, one year out of high school. Right. He played Last very year well. playing yeah. in front of a hundred some odd thousand and he played real well, but got a little uh literally and figuratively a little fat in the offseason. Yeah, I want to say the kid's name is they call him shoelaces, the backup, because okay. he doesn't tie his shoelaces, which just seems odd to me to begin with. But he he was one of those speed guys who was really made made for the spread offense. Okay. The guy could run all day long, can throw the ball. Uh, he, he was inconsistent with his throwing last year, and they say he worked extremely hard during the offseason yep. working on his throwing, on his passing, and being a pocket quarterback and using his speed when he has to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's given him the step up. And they say they have a third quarterback now who's a true freshman who they say is pushing to be at least in the second string now because mm-hmm. he's been fantastic too. Another guy similar in the same mold. You know, you got to remember that Rich Rod loves those quick quarterbacks who are more runners than they are passers, mm-hmm. and he tries to develop him into a passer. So I don't know. I, I see him as a better season this year, but again, they only won what four games last year. So really, you know, step up's a step up. Yeah, we'll talk <laughs> when we come back from our first break here because we're going to play beat the Schmoes. We'll right. talk some of the point spreads, but a shocker when you think about it. Those traditionalists in football, Michigan, Michigan at the big not, uh, at home at, at, at the home, big house, the big house, which by the way has been expanded now holds like a hundred and twenty thousand people. So the big house is now the bigger house. The big, it is now the biggest house, and they're the taking country. on yeah. Connecticut basketball power, Connecticut with uh, admittedly an underrated football program at Michigan, folks. Yes, and they're only favored by two two points. Wow, that's pathetic. Wow, yeah. Wow. That's what I say. All right. We're going to take a quick break. David Olson, our producer today, Double B and the coach, Joel, the big dog, going to be calling it. We're going to play Beat the Schmoes when we come back. Football is in the air. My friend is TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic back in 42 seconds. Don't go anywhere. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone 
right, we are going to play our first Beat the Schmoes of the football season. It's our very, very first football Friday. Always a special moment here on the Two Guys in a Mic show. Prior to that, we used to do the morning break radio show where the Beat the Schmoes game uh, debuted. But first, Brian, before we get to that, we have emailer Lou from Lunt Avenue who says, and I don't know what he's talking about, says, ask Brian about his car. Not sure what that means. Did you have uh, some vehicular difficulties yesterday? No, this morning. This morning? <laughs> Actually. Uh, my wife... Uh-oh. Well, here's how it is. Last, last night we were supposed to go to dinner down in Chinatown. How does Lou from Lone Avenue know about this That's story? a little creepy. i got to be okay. honest with yeah. you. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure my wife put it on Facebook because she found it really amusing this morning. Ah. So let, yet last night uh, her family was having this dinner. Uh, basically, it was her birthday this week. Ah. So they had this uh, dinner in Chinatown last Happy night. Happy birthday, Teresa. Hi, hi. Teresa spelled backwards is Arisata. Uh, yeah, exactly. So so I work out in the western suburbs. Okay. So I was driving around, and, and there's a train station right by my house. So I jump on the metro to go downtown to meet her because Where she works live, in the city. Though? Western suburbs. Okay. Hey, Villa, Villa Park, Elmhurst. Is it a fitness there? center you work out, or you work out? Work out. Oh, okay. I thought you work, like, work my area. I thought maybe of work. you lived in Chicago and you go out to the western suburbs just to work just out. Just like the gym. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I gotta be honest. With Drive you, an hour and a half, do some push-ups, sit up. Right. Yeah, I work on the western suburbs. Right, I gotta get the hell back to Chicago. So the deal was, it didn't make sense to to drive two cars down into the city and then drive two cars back at like nine o'clock at night. Yes, sir. Right. So my my wife's sisters work right by the the Ogilvy station, so I jump on the metro. I drive my car to the metro station by my house. Simple enough. Get in the get in the car, get in the train, get to the dinner, whatever. Every, everything going along very smoothly. So far, then we go home. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, this morning I, I go outside, after, you know, all dressed up, ready to go, open up the garage door, and Uh-oh. there's no car in the garage. <laughs> I'm like, did I get robbed? Like, where, where's my car? And then I realize, I'm like, oh yeah. We never went back, picked up my car from the metro station, which is six, seven blocks from the house. Ah. So this morning, nice little stroll to the metro station to go pick up the car. Cocktails! Yep. Cocktail! Yeah. <laughs> you must have had a few cocktails. You see, you go home and you forgot. Forgot. That you left your car at the train. Well, fortunately, it was six, seven blocks instead of yeah, it could have 16, been a lot worse. 16 or 17 miles. Right. It could have been a cab ride. It could have been something yeah. else. But uh, and the sad part is, no drinks last night at all. Not a single cocktail in me. Uh, it was one of those deals where it started to rain pretty hard last night. We were wow. on our way home. Yes. A buddy of mine was uh, dropping off some some tables and chairs for something we're doing this weekend, so I had mm-hmm. to get home by a certain time. And once I got in the house, just completely forgot that my car wasn't at the house. So that was my morning. All right. That but was you my, found that was my, yeah, you exactly. found that it was, it was safe uh, overnight. All right. Very, very good. 888-463-6748 is the phone number you want to make your Beat the Schmoes football picks or comment on some college football, NFL games, football Friday here. God forbid you want to talk some baseball. We'll do that, too. Big series, Sox against Sox, Boston against uh, Chicago, both teams battling for the playoffs. So, again, 888-463-6748. You can email us at mike2guysaol.com, M-I-C in the number 2, mike2guysaol.com. Brian, you can attest to the fact that i was having some uh, difficulty getting onto my aol mail this morning yes i didn't know what that was all about and then was, you finally got on and you hit the back button yes. and you kicked yourself right off <laughs> it was man versus computer this morning and computer was winning. computer wins yeah yes. all right now some of the new listeners are wondering what the hell are you talking about all week long with beat the schmoes other shows play beat the pros we, right here are two guys in a mic play beat the schmoes explain a por favor all right, so basically what it is is you pick three games. Usually it's college or pro. Uh, this week, since there's no pro this weekend, what you do is pick any three college games 
against the spread, and we're using the spread out of the Chicago Tribune this morning. So you pick any game versus the spread, any three games. If you win more than we do, you win a valuable prize from our valuable prize closet locker slash envelope. Yeah. yeah. And and the word valuable, by the way? In quotes. <laughs> <laughs> we do the best we can, folks. We're not ESPN here. We can't give you a vacation, uh, you know, uh holiday vacation in Mexico, but we'll we'll send you something. Yeah. You'll get something. Yeah. And here's what we will also do. Do you, do you have like what is the show again? Uh, do you have like mugs and t-shirts yet? Uh no. No? Thank you for asking. No that. two guys Mike t-shirt. I believe Picture our general manager Chris Whitting and the once every two weeks that he comes in the office. Yeah. On the, those rare days when he's here, I think he's working on it. I think with you gotta go boxer shorts with you on one cheek and Joel Redwanski on the other. That's I think not that's bad. A, yeah, that'd be something. Not bad. <laughs> Two guys. Two guys. And then the mic could be right down right the Right down the middle. Yeah, there you go. It's interesting. Okay. <laughs> to hell with pencils and pens and coffee mugs. Let's do something creative. There you go. Yeah, I that's like what that. I'm saying. Two All guys right. in a mic boxer short. I gotta take note on that. Okay. So, and, and again, uh, important to note, you gotta beat the schmoes. Right, you can't tie us. Yes. Tie, you know what? That's like kissing yeah. your sister. Yeah. And unless your sister's hot, I'm not interested in kissing her. It's like Las Vegas. It's tie goes to the dealer, and we happen to be the dealers. That's right. If you're going to beat the schmoes, damn it, you got to beat right. the schmoes. Baseball, right. tie goes to the runner. We're the runners. Thank you very there much. You 888-463-6748. Any three games you want to pick, again, you can email us at mike2guys at aol.com, and I will throw this at end of mint. And I haven't even talked to producer David Olson about it. I'm going right over his head. Wow. I was going to talk to our general manager, Chris Whitting, but this is uh, one of the many days he's not in. $100 at the end of the year. All the winners? Mm-hmm. Don't look at me like that. You I'm, keep, I'm you're looking at me like you're winning. If you read the uh, fine print, all uh, hosts on the show cannot uh, win this award. One, we, we will take all the winners of Beat the Schmoes. Yeah. Might be three people, might be six, might be eight. Okay. And at the end of the uh, season, we will pick one name out of the hat. Producer David Olson will pick that name, and that person will win a hundred bucks. Hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Cold hard cash. Cold hard cash. Not a gift certificate. Not a gift certificate. Wow. Can I call in as another name? Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. You want me to start it off or? Uh... No, it's a definitely all you. This is your show. Right. I'm just I'm just riding along on the bus. You so just I, get, I get to be the lead schmo. You get to be the lead schmo. Right, here's how it works. I'll be first. back. Up. I don't know if we have any. Uh, Beat the Schmoes music here, producer extraordinaire David Olson. But uh, three games, again, I can't pick pro this week. So on the college front, uh, uh, Brian, Purdue-Notre Dame, that's maybe the best matchup overall. That's one I want to watch this week. That's, yes. that's one that I've circled that's definitely going to be a sit-down going to watch. Here we go, get a little music. All of a sudden, I feel like I'm watching a movie where a guy goes, I brought your water, ma'am. Where would you like me to put it? <laughs> Put it right here, sweetheart. <laughs> Purdue uh, giving up 11 points at Notre Dame. I do believe Brian Kelly is the answer at Notre Dame. Uh, I do believe Notre Dame is going to be better. What's the but question? I also, I also believe Purdue's going to be better. I think Notre Dame wins it in a squeaker. I'll take Purdue and the 11 points. Thank you very much. So Game this, two. This week you're taking the whole, I'm not taking the big number. I'm taking the apple. Uh, maybe. Maybe. You haven't heard all my picks. All right. Game number two, Nebraska versus Western Kentucky. 37 and a half points they're giving Woo. up, David Olson. 37 and a half. I'm throwing caution to the wind. It's week one. What the heck? There's only one place to go, folks, and it's up. i got to find a way to get a W. I am giving up 37 and a half points to Western Kentucky, and I'm picking the Cornhusker in Nebraska. So your thought is here in Nebraska, last year in the Big 12, they're starting yes. off with a bang. Yes. All right. Be a very motivated team. They are a dark horse. National championship contender. Finally, finally, in the opening of Beat the Schmoes, I think this is the ninth year 
that we're doing. Next year, we'll have a nice 10th anniversary and beat this Well, I'm mean, looking forward to it. Yeah, at least one person is. All right. <laughs> Miami. The Hurricanes. Yes. Who they playing? No, Florida. They played last sorry. night, so you're going to play Florida. Florida. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to pick that game. Florida against Miami of Ohio. Ohio. 36.5 points. I'm going to go reverse the curse this time. I'm taking the underdog. It's at Florida. But I think the whole Urban Meyer offseason thing, I think, upset the card a little bit at Florida. I think the Gators dropped. They're going to be about maybe an 18-20 team this year. Not as strong as usual. Miami of Ohio. What are they, the Bobcat? No, that's Ohio. The Hurricane. No, they're, they're the Hurricanes. Miami of Ohio. Whatever. I'm thinking red and white, and I don't know why. Whatever the hell they the are. Falcon I'm taking 36 and a half points on the road. I'm taking Miami of Ohio plus 36 and a half. David, make sure I get that half. I might need it, by the way. Music's kind of killing me. 888-463-6748. The lead is smoking. Yes, you're smoking. You're smoking. You're smoking, all right. I don't know what you're smoking. All right, let's, so here we go. Here are my picks. We're going to start right off the bat. Wow. We're going to do the border war, Illinois versus oh, Missouri. Don't do it. I don't want to hear this one. I, I'm going to do it anyway. You know what? Missouri's beaten the living hell out of Illinois the last couple of years. Why should this year be any different? Right, that's usually the thought. So my theory is I'm feeling kind of opposite today. Ah. I'm feeling like, you know what? What's my first instinct? I'm not going with that one. I'll go with the ah, second instinct. So you're instinct. going on contraire, Pierre. I'm going contraire. So Missouri's favored Nicely by done. 12. I'm going with Illinois. Nicely. Right off the bat. There you go. Right off the bat, picking an upset. That's what I love about the schmoded of a Brian Bauer. Second pick. I'm oh. a big fan of Michigan. You've known that ever since we've known each other. Hail to the victors, valiant. Hail to the... So that's where we go. Michigan's up against Connecticut at home. We mentioned this earlier. This is football at or basketball? Home. Football. Football. And Michigan's only giving up two and a half. You got to take the big blue. That, my friend, is a big slap in the face, a kick in the nether yep. region. Yep. It's like pulling a hair out of a private place. It shouldn't happen. Michigan should look at this, have this up on yep. their big board going, no way, my friend. I'm going Michigan. I'm with you on that, by the way. And now Which my final probably pick. a problem for you. Yeah, maybe I should go Apple on that one, too. <laughs> All right, so now my final pick. Ho! At Fresno State versus Cincinnati. Interesting game. Fresno Brian State. Kelly no longer the coach at Cincinnati. Right, but still a lot of the talent still there. Fresno State favored by two and a half. I'm taking the visitor. I'm taking mm. Cincinnati. Give me a Bearcat. It's uh, at Fresno? At Fresno. Interesting. With a brand new coach, teams do get that. That bump a little bit with initial the new coach. Push, huh? Right, exactly. Right. Initial push. I think you still got some of the great talent that's won at Cincinnati for the mm-hmm. last couple of years there. Okay. I'm saying, you know what? Give me Cincinnati. Give me a Bearcat. Okay. Very nicely done. And by the way, give me a Bear Claw. Those are really good, too. They I like are those. pretty yeah. cool. I'd like I one of those sitting on coffee. my uh, mm. desk at work. Cincinnati over Fresno State. Nicely done. Michigan, the big blue. And you are, uh, to be fair to our listening audience out there, a graduate of the University of Mish. Right? No, I'm actually from DePaul. From what? DePaul. Why do you like the Big Blue so much? Uh, that's a long story that started when I was like five years old. Is, was, is it better than your car story? Probably not. No. So <laughs> my father, big time Notre Dame fan. Uh-oh. Uh, did, and my father, obviously, um, he instilled the love of gambling into me, I guess if you could say that. Eddie Bauer Sr.? Eddie Bauer. Yeah, love Eddie Bauer did Never it. Never met your dad, but I love your dad. Yeah, well, someone should. And then, so Eddie Bauer, he had this deal where every year I get to pick somebody that played against Notre Dame, and if they won... Uh, I would not have to do chores for a set amount of time, whether it be one week, two weeks, full month. Okay. Uh, the the set of time was based on how good the other team was. If it was a close matchup, I only got a week off of chores. If it was like a wild card, long shot, I got like a whole month off. So if you took like like I did, Miami of Ohio plus thirty six and a half. Right. 
you might not have to do housework for a couple of months. Right. So here I am. I'm like five, six years old at the time, and I'm looking. And, you know, as that kid, you, you watch football with your father. You're not really sure about any of these teams. You don't know. You're just picking out the seat of your pants. And I really like their helmets. I like the whole yellow stripes, the three stripes going down on the mm-hmm. helmet. That's how I picked my first win. And after that win, I kind of fell in love with the team, started watching them on their own, really started to enjoy the whole thing. Bo Beckler on to Lloyd Carr, which at the end was a bit of a snoozer, down to Rich Rod. So I've been a diehard fan ever since. Was that when a, uh, a Ron Johnson was running the football for the University of Michigan? I think it was. Just to show my age a little bit? Yeah, I think it might have been, actually. Like, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember that initial team that first got me into it, but it was a long, long Who time was the, ago. Uh, Michigan's had some great running backs. Who was the one with the hard to pronounce last name? Tim Biakabatuka. God bless you. Yeah. Chima- and his real name was Chamangi Biakabatuka. They wow. called him Tim. Thank goodness. You know, then you had your Anthony Thomas, the A train. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, you go through that list of Michigan. Well, that's what I miss about Michigan. Mm-hmm. They used to be run it down your throat, big linemen, big running backs, and just do the game right. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks, and they put out some great quarterbacks, too. Your Brian Greasy's of the world, your Tom Brady, who couldn't even like make the starting roster for more Jim than one year. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. I mean, you said you go down that list of players. Todd Collins was actually an, mm-hmm. another one who was with them. So it was just this team that just constantly put out great player after great player. One of my uh, favorite receivers of all time. You remember a guy named Jim Mandich? Yeah, I do remember Mandich. Kind of yeah. a combination split end, almost a tight end, kind of a hybrid. Yeah, he was bigger than your average wide receiver, or, but smaller than a tight end. Yeah. But he had hands like claws. That football was up in the air. Jim yep. Mandich would come down, one of my favorite college players of all time. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like that's, And if you grew up with that team, you saw mm-hmm. some of the great players kind of go through the system and out. Yep. It, it was just fun to watch. I've made two treks out to uh, the big house, and now that they've redone it, I, I plan mm-hmm. on making another trek this season. Trying to remember was the uh, great steroid offensive lineman. He was probably the greatest offensive lineman in college football history until we found out that it was drug induced. But was Tony Mandarich a I Wolverine? He was Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was not a Michigan guy. Right. We had Stepanovich. We had a couple of other itches, you know, but your Mandich or yep. your other ones. But yeah, well, I don't believe we had the great okay. steroid guy. No. <laughs> a lot of itches at uh, <laughs> at Michigan and the U.S. Open. Uh, there's a lot of ovas, by the way. Yeah. A lot of overs. That's the, that's think, the Russians, yeah. Huh? Your Sharapova. It's unbelievable. Ova, yeah, Sharapova's still in it today, by the way. Dream matchup. i got to watch this one. My fa- two of my favorite girls on the circuit, Elena Dimensionova. Third-round matchup against Daniela Havratinova. Yeah. Joel's, an Joel's and watching that with his pants down. Kim Cle- Take it easy. Kim <laughs> Kleisters is taking on Petra Kvitova. So of the four that are playing today, the only non-OVA is Kim Kleisters, and she might be the best of the bunch. As a man who's half-itch on my mother's side, yeah. I, I'm watching Ivanovich more than anything okay. else. The other day, a Serb knocked off uh, Andy Roddick. Yes. Yeah, so that was, a, that was a fun match. I'm not even trying to say that guy's name. Andy Roddick down. Marty Fish, by the way. Fish. Marty Fish, great hope for the United States. Uh, watch out for him. I got a feeling Marty Fish might advance, survive in advance in this U.S. Open. Let me ask you this. Has Pablo a, Cuevas yesterday. God bless you. Yes. Um, let me ask you this. Has a itch ever married an ova? And if they have? An itch ova? Yeah. Or ova itch? I'm just remembering. It'd be an interesting marriage. I, it would be a lot of a hairy darkness the itch right family there. Yeah. marrying someone from the ova family. Can you imagine the offspring? No, I wouldn't. I'd be kind of scared by it. But you, but those are countries that just love tennis. I mean, yes. that's why you get like a ton of ovas because it's huge in Russia. It's huge in Serbia. It's huge in certain countries. Mm-hmm. That's why you have such a huge following and a lot of players coming out of there. Why are we talking tennis? I have no foot- freaking clue. It's, 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 I mean, it's a, supposed to be a football Friday. Football, football Friday. Football Friday. Woo, Back goes Harbaugh over the middle looking for Mandich. Mandich. 
Let's show them the middle is at the 30, the 25, the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Michigan. Sorry. Speaking of football, aren't you calling a game tonight? A high school game. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Stevenson versus the uh, Glenbrook South Titans. By the ah. way, Maine South and Wheaton Warrenville South. Yes. National TV. I know. ESPN U, I want to say. ESPN the yeah. U, and apparently ESPN is getting a little bit of a bad rap. They should. For doing their high school games. They did a California game last week, and both the coaches and the athletic directors and the kids and the parents, I don't know all the details here, of these California schools we're not exactly thrilled with ESPN's. Uh, obviously, they love to be on. Right. But ESPN apparently dictated the way the whole game's going to go. Not just the game, but the practice week. They made new rules for the sideline. You know, if, if you're going to be ESPN and televise a high school game, do it. But, you know, stay the hell out of the way. You know, don't, don't come in like you're the big boys and you can change everything. It's part of the arrogance that is ESPN. And I can well, say that because I worked for that company for a number of years. Really? But Yes. But there's just a thought of you can come in and change the way somebody normally plays a high school game, and we're going to dictate how your practices go. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, you know what you're supposed to do is film it, edit it, and ask your questions afterwards. ESPN's I mean, got a sponsor, so you can't have this water bottle on the sidelines. Right, 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 use ours, our, exactly, no, which is just stupidity. Yeah, exactly. Who are you to dictate what these teams do? Yeah. But that's part of the arrogance. They're like, well, you know, you're lucky to be on our channel. Yeah. Therefore, you're going to do it. And i got to be honest. I don't like the concept of having it on a national channel. To me, there's something pure still about high school football. I don't mind it on a Comcast. I don't mind it on a local channel so people locally can watch their teams. I think it's cool for the kids to be on TV, but there's something about the breakdown on a national level that I can't stand. Mm-hmm. The whole, well, I don't know, he's not a top 150 player, da-da-da-da-da, he's lucky if he'll be Division three. Hey, yeah. You know what, that kind of stuff. Number 7 ranked team, number you know 12 ranked team, and they go, well, who, that, who judges that? Yeah, who's ranking it to begin with? Yeah, who actually watches right. all these high school teams? I mean, to totally... me, I love just watching the natural matchups. Like today, you got Stevenson. I remember Stevenson versus my beloved Niles North when I played there. Yep. You know that you start just that local feel of just you know these to me Naperville, Naperville yeah. Central and North. To me, that's a great matchup every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. To me, so there's stuff like that. That's worth watching. That I'd rather not have it on a national. Give it to me on a local. Mm-hmm. Give it to me on a local channel and just play it that yeah. way. With you all the way on that. Yeah. With you all the way. 888-463-6748. Double B. Brian Bauer sitting in for uh, the Big Dog today. We're hoping the Big Dog will call in with his Beat the Schmoes football picks. You can make your picks and play Beat the Schmoes here. Give us a call at 888-463-6748. Pick any three games you want against the point spread. If you don't have your games picked out, we'll read off a few for you. Yeah, we'll, throw we'll give you the point sure. spread, and you can make your picks. Uh, again, $100 cold cash at the end of the year to uh, one lucky person who has, in fact, beaten the Schmoes. And, you know, we could stick our chest out and brag a little bit, big uh, Brian, and say uh, if anybody beats the Schmoes. We're going to be tough to beat this year. I think we are. Don't kid yourself. I'm in. Yeah. Oh, I'm all in on this. And so even if on the nobody days, else wins yeah. over the course of the full season, are we going to dinner with that 100 bucks? Uh, no, but Lunch? thank you for asking. <laughs> No. General Manager Chris Whitting will most likely come in on that February day wearing a new pair of slacks from wherever he uh, shops, probably at Kohl's. 30% day off. Well, really, with 100 bucks at Kohl's, you can get about four pairs of those yeah, slacks. Right you should be that. all right. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of Kohl's, by the way. These pants actually come huh? from Kohl's. Very know. underrated yeah. in their clothing department, yeah. yeah. I get a Kohl's pair of pants and a Bull Ricks haircut. I'm good to go. Either one of those sponsors? Huh? Are they either one of those sponsors? They're yet? not yet a sponsor. Let's work on but, that. Uh, you know, I, don't, you know, I, I heard uh, interviewed. <laughs> I think it was ESPN actually had Manny Ramirez's barber. The barber <laughs> to the uh, the stars interviewed on the, on the radio. 
Yeah. This guy flies around, and he doesn't even get a salary. Basically, they you know they got to pay for his rum, his airfare, and his incidentals. I didn't even want to ask what the incidentals might be. So and what then do he, they pay him? Huh? Like they, they do pay him for the haircut too. I, I'm guessing. I, apparently not. He's become so popular on his website. Apparently he's making money via advertisements on his website. That was the best I could get from the interview. So his theory is, if the stars pay for his flight and everything else, then he'll make money on. I'm guessing he yeah. has some kind of like he's shampoo got, or got, some kind of products. He's he got sells. some nickname, yeah, Monster Manny or something. You know, MonsterManny.com, and all of a sudden. The barber becomes famous, and the host was asking, well, how you make your money? And it kind of came out that it's basically via the website and the sponsorships uh, they get on the website. Really? Yeah. That just seems ridiculous. Yeah. So, that, how come I haven't I, come up with something that dumb? I don't know. I don't fly anybody in for my haircut. Basically, I drive around <laughs> looking for any supercuts or bow wrecks. I mean, you look at my hair, Brian. How well, hard can I, it be? I'm just saying that you're not looking, working no. with a lot of material it's to easy. begin with. You're all right. Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. I fired my barber. I fired really? a couple of barbers. I actually, Is that right? Yeah, I had to go how back to a one I How exactly do you fire a barber? Uh, you don't go back ever again. What do you, kick him out? Get out of here. You're out of here. Yeah, it's I, my place. I don't care. You're out of here. I changed the hairstyle. I was going to this local place that was a little bit far away from like my old Niles barber. I used to have my Italian guys there. Mm-hmm. So I went to that one. They messed up one time. I went to another one. It messed up. I finally just decided I'll drive back and forth to Niles and got to go back to the originals to know what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So that's why you fire him. I, I wouldn't fly him in anywhere. But you got to fire a barber every barber. so often. That's yeah. hardcore, man. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. It's hardcore. You're a tough man to please. All right, 888-463-674. Any other matchups this weekend? Uh, double B to talk about. Notre Dame-Purdue. I haven't heard your thoughts on that one. You heard my uh, – I'm picking Notre Dame to win. I think it's going to be a close game. I'll take Purdue plus 11. Purdue, young coach Danny Hope, very, very good. I know they got a good running game. Their quarterback – a little bit of a question. Uh, but they lost a mess of guys on defense, if I remember correctly, yep. this year. So I think that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. Who steps up for Purdue? I'd like to mm-hmm. see him do well, because I like when Purdue does well. Mm-hmm. But but I, I think they're going to lose the game just based on the fact that, you know, that defense is brand new. This might be their first chance of going up against somebody like, you know, yeah. Notre Dame. Notre Dame's defense is brand new, too. Yeah, that's true, too. So. But uh, I'm hoping for a big showing out of Purdue. My heart wants them to win, but I, I think Notre Dame's pulling this one out. Hopefully Notre Dame, if you're a Notre Dame fan, hopefully their defensive strategy will be a little bit different than in previous years under Charlie Weiss, which basically under Charlie Weiss was uh, they couldn't stop anybody. Well, Charlie wanted to get back on offense as quickly as possible. Yes. So, you know, if yeah. you can't stop him in four, three plays, whatever, <laughs> yeah, just score. We'll yeah. get the ball back. Don't yeah. worry about it. I don't know what the playbook says, but hopefully it involves stopping the other team. That would be a good start. Yeah. Page three was Olay. Yeah. That, that's basically what it was, page three of the old Charlie Weiss handbook. Yeah. yeah. Uh, new era, the Brian Kelly doing all the right thing. Of course, if you remember, if you want to really depress the Notre Dame fans, sure. the enthusiasm and the excitement for the Brian Kelly era, all the media articles and the anticipation, it's pretty similar Yeah, to five years ago when Charlie Weiss came in as the next great thing at Notre Dame. That's exactly it, and part of it is this. You know the rosters of these teams aren't as big as they used to be. The amount of scholarship athletes aren't as big as they used to be. Right. And Notre Dame hasn't been a winning program. I tell you what, some of these kids now coming out, they might not even remember the last time Notre Dame won a national championship. Doesn't have the draw that it used to have. Right. I mean, I know a lot of the older guys see it as, oh, my God, it's Notre Dame. It should be the greatest. It's a lot like Michigan now. You know, out of sight, out of mind. You don't win for a couple of years. You know what winds up happening is these kids coming up are like, well, you know, Notre Dame, my dad likes them, but I, they haven't won. I want to go with this team. Mm-hmm. So it might be a harder sell. You know, that bringing it back to the national prominence it once was, I don't buy that happens in the next five years. 
Yeah, we will see how they perform. Questions at quarterback Dane Christ finally gets his opportunity. Kid out of Lake Forest, Tommy Reese, a, uh, I think a true freshman. True freshman. He's the second stringer. And Dane Christ has had some injury problems. But Tommy Reese is like one hit away from stepping in a quarterback for the fight in Irish uh, as a true freshman one year ago playing high school football. In fact, he's one of those kids, Brian, I'd like your thoughts on this. More and more high school kids now leaving second semester of high school. Not being around. They finish their football season. They go to school first semester. They leave second semester, go enter college. I don't think technically they're a freshman at that point, but they can practice with the football team. Yeah. And they get ahead of the other incoming freshmen. That's what Tommy Reese did. More and more guys like doing I hate to see people missing their second semester high school year. Senior ditch day. Yeah, see. The prom. Here's where the, I missed the prom. That would have been quite sweet. Yeah. They come back for graduation. I set myself up so that I could have done the same thing. Like I had taken so many classes freshman year mm-hmm. and sophomore year that literally yeah. my la- my senior year yeah. I could have graduated in like well, the first semester if I from wanted. From what to. I heard, your high school administrators were encouraging you. They were they to wanted skip me out. the second semester yeah, as much as humanly possible. But <laughs> <laughs> Brian, take the semester. I'm off, all for man. it. I mean, if that if that's what you want, if you want to be a college football player and you have you've done the education necessary at the high school level to get set yourself up for that. You know what? What's wrong with giving yourself that extra half year? Because you know what yeah. winds up happening otherwise is you wind up having a red shirt for a year. You have to work out for a year. You, you don't know the playbook yet, and you're behind, and you kind of got to yes, spend a year I, out. So I think you set yourself up for success. Don't you think 10, 15, 20 years down the road that kid might regret missing what is a pretty special time in your high school career? I mean, there is life beyond football. The second semester of your senior year. Yeah, but college freshman year is kind of fun, too. <laughs> I mean, i got to be honest with you. Well, all. you can still experience college freshman year. You just don't yeah. go that extra semester. But you get that half a year kind of jump on things. I'm with you. I, I, I think prom was fantastic. I could easily see that part of it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? What else did I do that? Senior ditch day. What are the great the senior prank? Yeah, but you know how many how many ditch days I had prior to senior ditch day. Like yeah. you really would have lost no, it was something like, for me. Like vacation time, you had built it up. <laughs> Once May hit, you know, every Friday was pretty much a ditch day for me. You know, just, hey, hello, this is Ed Bauer. My son not coming to school today. Okay, so I mean, you know, that's that's basically what it worked out for. Signed him. Epstein's mom. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Our very first. Football Friday of the year. Big dog Joel Radwanski, our regular co-host on the line. And, Brian, I think I can safely say in the years we've been doing this game, there is no greater schmo, nobody, who has encased the truest sense of what a schmo is than my good friend, the big dog. Big dog, how are you? Doing pretty well, fellas. And i got to tell you this straight up right now. If you dedicate your life to football, you should be able to graduate high school early and go, I'm 100% with you, Brian. Coach, Wait, you know, you sh- looking back 15 years later, the guy would regret more the fact that maybe he could have got a jump on his college football career and then I piddled around my whole well, second semester my senior year. If I, I Looking back, I, I shouldn't even have gone to high school. Oh, wow, that's right. I never even went to class. Yeah, but here's the issue, Big Doug, and I, and I hear you. I see both sides of it, but now what's going to happen is a lot of guys who want to finish their high school career like what has been the norm – they're going to start to feel like, well, I'm behind because these other kids are showing up early. So more and more guys just to, they don't really want to, but just to, you know, keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. And next thing you know, juniors are going to be jumping out. I just, I, I, I don't know. jumping out. Well, it's possible. No, I, I think well, the way the school curriculum set up, I don't think you could possibly uh, do that. School curriculum's overrated. So, by, by the way, senior ditch day, ditch day, I had to come back for seventh period to go to, 
to go to a gym class because Mr. Firespringer told me that if I had missed his class, <laughs> I was not going to be able to graduate. What was I his last name? Firespringer. Mr. <laughs> not, I think I had that at a up. German restaurant last Mr. week. Some fire swinger with some mustard. Oh, that was good. <laughs> so I, I'm not making that up. He's like, Joel, he's like, I understand that you're probably going to do this. He's like, I just want to let you know that you missed my class 20 days this year. I will, I will not let you graduate. Wow. So See? guess what? Don't, I showed up. I did not like go to summer school gym class. But that's exactly the kind of memories you will miss out on. You won't have any fire springer memories <laughs> oh, yeah. if you leave for college early. I would rather have been playing at the University of Oklahoma playing football, okay, that mm-hmm. in spring practice. Yes, I would have, believe mm-hmm. it or not. What was your uh, senior prank at your particular high school? I'm sure I'm going to take a wild guess, Joel, and say you were a big part of the planning of the senior prank. Uh, you know what? I, I, I don't recall what it was. I'm what I'm pretty sure we took a – I don't remember what it was, and I don't think I was a big part of the planning of it, to be honest with All you, right. because I think I had missed too many days. Let me just ask you this. When you went to school on senior prank day, were you fully clothed at least from 9 o'clock till 3? No, it was funny as I uh, – because like we were all out partying and stuff that day, I was in my Downers Grove North uh, <laughs> physical education uh, uniform yeah. the whole day. I'm not kidding you. The whole day I was in it. It was kind of like yeah, a joke. Sounds like and a then, good uh, look. What was your I'm, senior prank day back in the day? Oh, a senior, the senior prank? Yeah, what'd you do? I was not involved in it. We are short of time. David Olson, oh, correct. Right. We got to get to our beat the schmoes pick. Right. Yeah, we had something like uh, somebody brought in like six goats in uh, the cor- in the court. Well, ours was similar. Ours was a chicken in the halls. Yeah. One got, chicken? Yeah. Sure. You know how hard it is to catch a chicken? They're quick. I got, I got you beat. Oh. And, I, and I was, I was, part, I was, well, I wouldn't say I was the ringleader, but I was heavily involved in our senior prank. I hope you were clothed. Yes, yes. Um, a friend of our, an older friend of ours was a manager at like a miniature golf place that had skee ball and everything like that. So we went to the supply warehouse and got two, uh, they were four by four boxes of Super Bowls. Uh oh. And we kicked them. There was a, there were three floors in our high school, and there was a central landing, and two <laughs> stairwells leading up to each side of the landing. Oh, so this is good. We set two boxes on each side of the landing uh-huh. and kicked them all down the stairs. So it was about four thousand Super Bowls went bouncing down the stairs. That's beautiful. Now timing is the key here. Did you time it right? Like when there was uh, the eight, the, the uh, oh, uh, nice. uh, yeah the warning bell for the See, eight o'clock that's, class. That's, that's the kind of that's nicely solid. done. Yeah, yeah. That's solid. Uh, and for the next two months, you couldn't be in a classroom without a Super Bowl come <laughs> flying in through the door. It, it, sure was, the, it, was, it was beautiful. Sure, the teachers fully appreciated that. Hey, real quick, Big Dog, now we got a one-hour show. We keep kibitzing here, and we forget a one-hour show. First of all, it's great to hear Double B, Brian Bauer on the air, is it not? Oh, absolutely, Double B. Heck yeah, it's good to hear you. By the Me way, too, he, picked, he picked his Michigan team to uh, defeat Connecticut. Michigan only a two-point favorite over UConn. I'm interested to hear if that's sure. one of your beat the schmoes picks. No, uh, Coach Etzel compared to Coach Rodriguez. Are you kidding me? By the way, just to let you know, Jim Harbaugh will be the coach of the University of Michigan starting in 2011. Dude, it would be welcome. Trust me. Yeah, the, the Rich, Rod, Rich Rod is gone. Well, we've got to work on this season Rod. first. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Okay, so I'll just do this quickly, guys. I wouldn't mind expounding, but I know I can't. I'm taking Purdue plus the 11-and-a-half baby. Notre Dame. Okay. By the way, they were a 14-point underdog, and it's down to 11-and-a-half. That means they're going to win the game. Okay. Uh, but, no, I'm rooting for Notre Dame in this game, by the way. Uh, and then also, 
a team that I will be rooting for is University of Illinois is an 11-and-a-half-point underdog against Missouri in the arch rivalry. And it's really not an arch rivalry because Missouri <laughs> always kills them. This year, hopefully, Illinois, which is horrible, will at least keep it close for one game. And then the other game... So I'm you're, you're take. taking Illinois? I'm taking Illinois. As Betting with your heart. Early mistake here. Yes. Okay. And also, in, a, in the upset pick of the week, LSU has been a phenomenal team, but Nick Saban's players are finally gone. Yep. Les Miles, the worst coach in all of college football, yep. will lose to one of the better coaches, Butch Davis, as a yeah. North Carolina seven-point underdog. At LSU, though, the rabid fans at LSU, but you know what? I had this game. I was almost going to pull the string on this one, too. LSU, Les Miles, if he's not the worst coach, he's the most overrated. Yes, I couldn't agree more. The Mad Hatter, the guy has no clock management skills. He's, he's a deer in headlights. And, Brian, if he ends up being the Michigan man that goes to Michigan, you might as well just put your face between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah, Basically, it's another four years of futility. Just write yeah, it up. So you better hope it's Harbaugh. And as a diehard Illinois Big Ten fan, I'm hoping it's Harbaugh to so like to see Michigan come back. So. Yeah, beautiful. Big dog, great. We got you down. Uh, again, you are, of the many schmoes we have, you are the number one schmo, my friend. So I don't know if that's a compliment or a slap in the face. Coach. Yes, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> Uh, have a great weekend, Big Dog. Later, guys. See ya. Uh, Double B, great to have you in studio, my friend. Any uh, final thoughts for the fin? We always get increased female listenership when you're on, but for the female fans out there, where might you be this particular weekend? Let's see. This weekend, I've got a fantasy football draft tomorrow at the house, so, uh, you know, obviously I don't think anybody's going to come over there. Every day is fantasy day at the Brian Bauer house. True that, my friend. Sunday, Sunday because it's Labor Day weekend, we're going to have a big to-do at the house, a little party, a little general, barbecue. A little... General public invited? Ah, why not? We're going to have beer pong. We're going to have bags. <laughs> hey, you know, whoever's in the general vicinity, feel free to stop on by. <laughs> Uh, thanks for coming in, Brian. Great to see you. <laughs> you too. Football Friday, my friend. Red 17. Blue, 42. Have a great weekend, everybody. David Olson, our producer. Sensational job. We'll see you not Monday, but Tuesday back at 10 o'clock. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Bye.